0: This is the Christian Circle Podcast, and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez, where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. So welcome to our 40th episode of this podcast, and um, we're doing a special episode today with Charles, our regular contributor here, on All Souls Day and All Saints Day. Uh, A special welcome to all of our guests. We've got a number of people from Switzerland, Namibia, Ghana. And our regular listeners from California and um, I think Texas as well. Mabuhai to all the people from the Philippines. Yes, we've got a number of listeners from there. It's great to see that we've got listeners from all over the world. And uh, we hope that you're enjoying our podcast. If you like our podcast, please share it with other people. Like us, leave us your comments, tell us what you think. Uh, it's great to hear feedback from you and what you like and what you don't like. And uh, it gives us a chance to improve on what we can. So uh, without wasting any time, uh, let's listen to Charles about All Souls Day and All Saints Day. Hi, my name is Charles
1: Johnson. I'm uh, an adult convert to Catholicism from evangelical Protestantism, and I live in the United States. And uh, I have a blog at uh, NowButImCatholic.com and a Facebook page. And I'm actually in the midst of finishing up my first book, too, about Catholicism.
0: Wow. So when is that going to be ready?
1: I heard back from the uh, cover designer that it should the cover should be done by the end of this week. So then, however long I'm publishing it on uh, KDP, so it's
0: self-published. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So should wow. be, I'd say probably by the end of November, I'll have it ready to roll. Okay, so uh, Charles, you've been now uh, a Catholic for some time, but you've been uh, yeah. celebrating the Eucharist and uh, doing all these days that the church assigns. One of them is the All right. Saints and All Souls Day, which happens in the first week of November. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about these two days that the church celebrates?
1: Right. To uh, to really talk about All Saints Day and All Souls Day, we really have to kind of do kind of an introduction to the communion of saints. Because to me, when I was a Protestant, All Saints and All Souls Day would have just made no sense at all. But in the Apostles' Creed. We say that we believe in the communion of saints. Right after we say we believe in the one, holy, Catholic, and Apostolic Church, we believe in the communion of saints. So, what is the communion of saints? The the Catholic Church teaches, and so does you know, the Eastern Orthodox and the uh, the Oriental Orthodox churches. All the uh, Apostolic churches teach that we're separated from those who died here on earth, but we're not apart. If that makes sense. Like they're in heaven. So the, the church, the body of Christ is one body. We're all united in Christ. But there's the church militant is here on earth. The church triumphs those who are in heaven, who we call saints. The ch- church penitent is the souls of those who are in purgatory, who being purified for entering into heaven. Uh, did you not read where you know God said to Moses, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God's the God of the living, not of the dead. Mm. So we believe that those who have been are fully alive they're more alive than they were here on earth mm-hmm. so they're not actually the dead that we're you know we're talking about we're talking about people that are alive in christ and in heaven you're more alive than you are here on earth like i said because mm-hmm. you're enjoying the beatific vision, you're in direct communion with god and those people that are in that state they might not be here with us in our temporal physical existence here on earth but they are with us as it says one of the hebrews as a great cloud of witness Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're observing from heaven. Mm-hmm. And we believe that they can hear our prayers and they can because of a few different verses in revelation instead uh, they present our prayers like infancy, bring our prayers to God for us. Same way as I'd ask you to pray for me, or you could ask your mother to pray for you. Mm-hmm. We can ask the people who are in heaven mm-hmm. to pray for us. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a basic outline of the communion of
0: saints. Mm-hmm. And it's ordinary people who form the communion of saints, right? It's not some heavenly it's, beings. It's it's souls yeah. of us. That, it's everyone. Yeah.
1: Anyone who died in friendship with God and is in heaven is a saint. Mm-hmm. And the church canonizes, and there's other you know, there's other criteria to be declared a saint, because basically the church is saying, this person is in heaven and we know for sure. You know, mm-hmm. well, yeah. miracles being performed on the basis of their intercession. So you pray to Mother Teresa for... Have leprosy, you pray, the mother priests what uh, would you know, intercede with God on your behalf. The same way you'd ask a person on earth to pray for you. And then a miracle takes place, and we see that as evidence of that person in heaven petitioning God on someone's behalf. So that person becomes canonized. Billions of unrecognized, uncanonized. Mm-hmm. All saints day is older than all souls day, it's the kind of the earlier holiday. Mm-hmm. And uh, in uh, in the early six hundreds, there's a there's a temple Seen it before? It's got the the circle and the dome. It's like the world's largest unsupported uh, concrete dome, and it was dedicated to all the gods
2: of the Roman Pantheon. And in the early 600s, the emperor gave it to the Pope. He rededicated
1: it as a church, and it's a Church of Mary and All the Martyrs. And he dedicated it on May 13th, which was a Roman pagan holiday to honor kind of the uh, the ancestors of the Roman. church i don't don't know if he done it on purpose on that day or if it just happened to be a a divine coincidence you know but basically the the martyrs are taking the
2: place the roman, the roman gods have been defeated They're they are no more they don't exist mm.
1: but here's someone you can look up to here's the martyrs that died because of people who worship these roman gods you know so it all kind of fit together mm. and that was on may 13th then in uh in the, I think it was the 700s, the 800s, Gregory, Pope Gregory, the, I think it was the 4th, he changed it to November 1st to be a dedication, a feast in Rome, because it was a, a new altar in the Basilica for all saints. So just everyone in heaven, it was dedicated to all the saints. And then a few decades later, they made that a universal feast. Mm. So it became the feast of all the saints. So on All Saints Day, November 1st, which is the Holy Day of Obligation, mm. we celebrate all the people who are, in heaven with God.
0: And there used to be a tradition where uh, people would name their children when they were baptized a name of a saint, right? And today we've wow. kind of forgotten that practice of even uh, looking at the calendars, who the saint of the day is. But how can we, uh, you know, restart this tradition of interceding with saints?
1: Well, everyone uh, in America, I don't know if this is a universal practice, but in America when
2: you uh, get confirmed
1: you pick a patron saint, Mm. you know, to be like, uh, to be your patron. I picked St. Peter Mm. when I was confirmed uh, in RCIA
0: because patron authority was, you know, a big motivator in my uh, conversion. I'm surprised you you didn't pick Paul. Paul? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I, I was, I I tell you, I had a, uh, I had a very short list. Peter wasn't even on the short list. And then, uh, he just kind of sneaked his way in there. (laughs) But the, the shortlist was actually uh, Maximilian Colby, mm. Thomas Aquinas, okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, Judah Maccabee from the Book of Maccabees. Okay. But then Saint Peter, someone, someone just mentioned to me, like, well, you said that you know, the Pope being the the rock and the you know petrine authorities would held the church together
2: mm. for
1: two thousand years, whereas ever since Protestantism first popped up in fifteen seventeen, they've just completely splintered, 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 you know. Mm, mm. And it's just kind of the nature of, read the Reformation, is if you don't agree with your pastor, you go start a new church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Petrine Authority is what really kind of,
2: the Eucharist was the major draw, but it was Petrine authorities who really, really feel
1: like Rome was the place to be. Mm-hmm. And so I picked St. Peter. But,
0: uh, yeah, I don't know, I mean, is that a, is that a worldwide thing, the no. confirmation? No, it isn't. Picking a patron,
1: say the confirmation? No,
0: Because
1: no, no. I heard some places do it at baptism.
0: Yeah, yeah. We do it at baptism. So everybody gets named uh, a saint uh, based on the day you're born. Yeah.
1: Oh, based on the day you're born.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. That's kind of like Christopher Columbus named a lot of the islands that he discovered. Yeah. yeah. Based on the day of the saint of the day.
0: Or uh, even I think one of the things is that people uh, name their children uh, based on the novena that they've prayed. So people do a novena to have a child or for a particular intention, right? So if that intention was answered, then they would name the child after that, the the, the saint that they prayed the, the Novena through. Right. That makes sense. Apart from All Saints Day, how did All Souls Day come into being? And this is a matter of um, contention among various people because um, the idea of purgatory and the idea of souls existing somewhere doesn't agree with all.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, purgatory was one of the things that, not all the reformers threw off. I think Martin Luther still held to purgatory,
2: mm-hmm. but like John Calvin, completely disregarded and Wingley and uh, Knox, mm-hmm. especially the Baptist traditions from the 1600s and
1: 1700s, they threw off the idea of purgatory completely. Mm-hmm. So while most Christians, I'd say 99.9%, yeah.
2: <laughs> could celebrate All Saints' Day because we're celebrating everyone that's in heaven, you know,
1: yeah. uh, a minority of Christians, you know, most Protestants, wouldn't recognize all souls day as even being a thing yeah. it wouldn't make any sense to them because all souls day is around you know around i think it was the year 900 there was monks in france that said well on all saints day we're celebrating all those in heaven but what about all the poor souls in purgatory
2: mm-hmm.
1: so they started a special day november 2nd which is the next day to commemorate all the souls in purgatory
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that are you know being uh, you know, purgate, going through purgation, going through uh, their final, you know, cleansing, purification before reaching heaven. You know, because we believe that nothing impure can enter into heaven, as it says that in the Bible. Mm. And St. Paul said in First Corinthians that even a righteous man, when he dies, you know, his works will be tested as of, well, through fire, yeah. and some people will be saved, but their works will burn up, you know, if it's built on straw and hay. Mm. So, we believe that you, you get purified of different things, you know, the temporal consequences of forgiven sins. Mm. That's a, a, a way of saying, like, if if you commit a sin, like, the the example I always hear is, you know, if you break a window, you say to your parents, I'm sorry for
2: breaking the window. They say, well, I forgive you, but you still have to go over to the neighbor and tell them you broke the window <laughs> and fix the window for them. Yeah. You know, you yeah.
1: need to make reparations for it. Mm. And we see that in life because even, even if someone comes to God and comes to Christ and asks for forgiveness of like heinous crimes, mm. they can be forgiven, but they still have to serve their jail sentence. Yeah. You know, just because you become a Christian after being a serial killer doesn't mean you don't go to jail. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. So we see that in life. And also, when we die, none of us here on this earth, I mean, there's very, I, I, I'm of the opinion, there's a rare exception of people that go to purgatory. You know? Mm. I think most of us need some sort of cleansing. Yeah. After death, yeah. and I don't see it as like a punishment. It's not a. It's not a punishment. It's a refining fire. Mm. You know, it's a. It's a purification. It's. It's really something to be thankful for, yeah. because we can't see God with any impurities in our hearts. And I've never met a Christian in my life that was 100 percent pure <laughs> and perfect. You know, we're all fallen. Yeah, we all sin. I mean, the Pope goes to confession regularly. Yeah. we're all sinners to some degree or other we're forgiven we go to confession and we you know we get we let god we don't pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off we let god pick us up
2: and dust us off you know
1: but we still have that inclination towards sin that concupiscence that's the after effect of original sin and that is what gets burned away you know through the fire Mm. and we come out the other side perfect and pure just as god is so that's All Souls Day is they celebrate that. And also we pray on All Souls Day. We pray for the souls of the faithful departed mm-hmm. who are going through this purgation that God would, you know, be merciful and God would be just and speed along there. Because we don't know. I mean, there's no way to measure time Is mm-hmm. time a, a concept of, you know, humanity, humanity really yeah. outside of, you know, God's outside of time and space. So mm-hmm. how long is purgatory? It could be an instant. Mm. You know, it could be instantaneous cleansing, it could be a million years, we don't know,
2: yeah.
1: you know? So we just pray for the souls of purgatory, that they would be sped along through their process.
0: So why do we on earth here um, have this day uh, where we... Mm. I don't know if we call it a celebration, because it, it seems like a pretty sad day, because most people are very uh, somber, the services is, is, is very somber, the, there are special masses at the graves and cemeteries, mm. Um, So,
2: why are we having this here on Earth? Right. I remember the
1: first All Souls Day. I went to All Saints Day Mass, you know, for a while. Mm -hmm. It was was about a 10-year process of me converting to Catholicism, Mm -hmm. and i have been going to Mass pretty regularly during that time. But All Souls Day, I uh, never actually attended Mass until, I think it was the year I was on RCIA, and I thought I walked into a funeral. (laughs) <laughs> you know, <laughs> the priest, the priest was, I think the priest was in black vestments, not 100%, but like it was very somber, it was very, like the, they sung D.S.E.
2: Si raid you know, mm. the, the uh, Day of Wrath, that Gregorian song, yeah. and it was
1: very, very somber, but it's also, I think it's really great that it's, like, ever hear the same memento mori, you know, remember death? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not so much a celebration of death, it's just this is, you know, there's uh, there's churches in Rome called bone churches.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's all, it's very macabre, but it's very, uh, you know, it it's all these bones. Like, <laughs> there's basically like artwork on the walls of all these, uh, I think it's Carthusian monks okay.
1: that died, and they position all the bones into like these, uh, I don't know, like art, I can't really explain <laughs> it. And the ones like the
2: Last Supper and the other ones, and they have them all positioned. Mm-hmm. And above, above the like the main altar in this church it says
1: as you are we once were mm. and as we are you someday will be yeah. and that has always stuck with me yeah. <laughs> <That>. <laughs> and then when I became a Columbus you know it's one of the mottos of the Knights of Columbus is moment tempest Fujit momento morius time flies remember death
2: mm. you
1: know yeah. and not in like a sad way not in like uh not in like a depressing like oh my gosh I'm gonna die mm. but it's it's part of the human condition, it's 100% fatal, yeah. you know.
0: yeah
1: <laughs> The fatality rate of humanity is 100%. It's the deadliest yeah. disease there is, yeah. and we're all gonna die, we're all gonna face our makers. So, yeah. it's better to remember that,
2: yeah.
1: And you know, especially you know, on All Souls Day, we pray for the departed, but also remember that for yourself and think, As they are, I will someday be,
2: yeah.
1: you know. Yeah. And like I said, not in a depressed way
2: just keep that in mind you know think of the, the you know think of
0: the the eternal things think of the things that really matter mm-hmm. not the temporal you
1: know temporary things
2: mm-hmm. keep your eye on the prize so to speak
0: in a way isn't it a, a lot similar to ash wednesday where you're reminded of your uh, of how right. temporal like your life mortality. is yeah yeah
1: yeah it is yeah it reminds me a lot of ash wednesday except for it's it's almost like a funeral service. Mm-hmm. And you could look at it as like, this is, I'm sitting in my own funeral service. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah.
1: And that's, yeah, it's like Ash Wednesday, you know, Ash to Ash, Dust to Dust, or remember you are dust, to yeah. dust you shall return. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that always gets me they put the Ash on your yeah. forehead and say, remember you are dust, and to dust you shall
0: return. Like, yeah. Wow.
1: That is really deep.
0: It's very sobering, actually.
1: It is. Yeah, it's very sobering. Because we're all going to, everyone that's listening to our podcast right now mm. within the next hundred years guaranteed you'll be dead. <laughs> you <know? laughs> some people live to be 90. Some people live to be a hundred, but there's no infants listening to this podcast. Yeah. Everyone's going to die. And so you've got to think about where you're going when you die.
2: Mm. You know, it's a very
1: important, it's, it's the, the important thing. It's the most important thing mm. is where are you going to spend eternity? Maybe that's part of my Protestant background, just coming out here, you know. (laughs) Do you know Jesus?
2: Where are you going to spend eternity? It's the most important question ever.
0: But that question determines what we do now, right? When you think of what you're going to do for uh, eternity, you're going to think, okay, so what is my purpose here? What is my mission here?
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, Jesus says in Matthew, he says that, you know, people will come up and say, didn't I do this? Didn't I do that? Mm. Didn't I cast out demons, and that's really scary when you think about it, people's casting out demons and preaching in the street Jesus' name and all, and he'll say to them, depart from me, for I knew you not. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, so not everyone that says, Lord, so that's recognize Jesus as the Son of God,
2: mm-hmm. not
1: everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom, but only those who do the will of the Father. You know, that's a sobering thought too, is you can know Jesus, you can know about Jesus, but unless you know Jesus, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can read a million books about Abraham Lincoln Mm -hmm. or about Mahatma Gandhi or about George Washington or Martin Luther, whoever you want. Pick a historical figure, read books. You'll never actually know them. You can know Jesus. You can know him through his word. You can know him through the sacraments. You can know him through the church. You can know him through prayer. But unless you know him and you just know about him, that isn't going to do you any
2: good on Judgment
0: Day. Now I know that a lot of people celebrate Halloween in North America, and it's a uh, very big uh, celebration. People yeah. do. So, I, I was quite surprised. People spend so much money doing up their yards and things like that. Oh yeah, but it's, it seems like it gets bigger every year too. So. <laughs> yeah, and uh, how is it that Halloween is related to all this? Because I've not heard families ever mention um, All Souls' Day uh, related to or part of their Halloween. Tradition. So how right. is this
1: all all part of it? Well, Halloween seems to be a very American. I guess you'd say, uh, conglomeration of different, you know, European customs for All Souls Day and All Saints Day. But Halloween itself is very American, very Americanized. Where you know we live in a very Protestant culture here in
2: mm-hmm. America.
1: It was. I mean, now it's more secular than anything else. But in the 17 and 1800s, it was very Protestant. Catholics were very, you know discouraged to say the least and you know, I've not discriminated against outright and so a lot of their celebrations were either toned down or you know I kind of like, kinda like uh, Protestantized mm-hmm. to say you know to put it that way but the uh, the celebration of Halloween itself it's, it's a weird thing it gets bigger and bigger every year as the country gets more secularized and it reminds me of the way society takes
2: like Christmas which mm-hmm. is the ultimate religious holiday. Mm-hmm and secularizes it and popularizes it. Mm-hmm. And now it's, you know,
1: it's the biggest holiday of the year, which it should be, mm-hmm. but for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And Easter has now become all about chocolate and rabbits. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know where, you know,
1: <laughs> I don't know how that happened. We let that one slip away. And then Valentine's Day, you know, mm-hmm. Valentine's Day has went from being a celebration of true love yeah. to a celebration of outright
2: lust, yeah. you know, and like on display lost, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. You see billboards all around town here in Arizona mm-hmm.
1: for like adult bookstores on Valentine's Day. I'm like, do you really understand that this is St. Valentine's
2: Day? Yeah. Like, I feel like
1: taking it back. Yeah. <laughs> I want to mm-hmm. take our holidays back. But, uh, yeah, Halloween's a big, there's a bunch of different, you know, stories, different origins of, uh, you know, where trick-or-treating comes from, mm-hmm. or jack-o'-lanterns or all these different things. Mm-hmm. And there's one, uh, there's
2: an Irish festival, uh, I think it was called, it's called, uh, it's spelled Samhain, but I don't know, I've never actually heard it pronounced, mm-hmm. I think it's Sohain, it's mm-hmm. pronounced in Gaelic, okay. and it was like a, a harvest
1: festival that was around the end of October, beginning of November, mm-hmm. and people's tried, like, neo-paganism has tried linking that, but neo-paganism really isn't, is not actual, you know, it's kind of been invented in mm-hmm.
2: the last few years, and they're trying to look into history and reinvent things, so they're trying to it's like, have you ever heard people say that Christmas is uh, the celebration of Saturnalia? Yeah, yeah. Even yeah.
1: though Christmas was celebrated hundreds of years before, you know, like it was yeah. different days, and then the, uh, what was it, Sol Invictus, it's supposed to be Christmas too, but it's kind of historical revisionism, so they're trying to make it to where that Halloween is it actually Samhain, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. It was the day before All Hallows' Eve, so Halloween, you can mm-hmm. see the, the etymology of the name, but uh, the trick-or-treating. You know, and it depends on who you ask too because there's so many different stories of where different things come from mm-hmm. but I think it's really just a, a grouping together of you know Irish Catholic English Catholic and then like French mm. you know, all the Western European different Catholic cultures mm. kind of came together and made this one blob of Halloween <laughs> and I really I don't like it I, I'm not a fan so, and I've read lots of articles where they say like the Catholic roots of Halloween and it's our holiday yeah I just
2: I'm not a fan.
0: But is this, uh, is uh, Halloween supposed to be um, the night before All Souls Day or is it supposed to be on the day of All Souls Day? Uh, how, no, how it's
1: it? a, it's All Hallows Day was an English, like in England, word for All Saints Day because hollow is saint. Okay. You know, like sanctus is saint hollow, like how will be thy name? Yeah. So yeah. that that comes from, uh, I think it's German
2: because English is a between you know, it's a mixture of German, yeah. Latin. Yeah. So
1: it comes from the German word for holy, that's how we get holy and saint, but they both mean sanctus, they both, you know, hagos in Greek. So it's the same word. And All Holies Day, All hallowed Day, and it's the eve before, so it becomes All Hallows Eve. So it's the day before All Saints Day is Halloween, Okay.
2: okay.
1: October 31st. I actually, uh, a couple of years ago, my wife was having our youngest, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a few weeks before he was due. And we took the trick, kids trick-or-treating.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: she went into labor. Okay. And I actually prayed. and said, please, God, I don't want my son to go on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and she ended up having the baby, you know, like five in the morning the next day on all saints so, Day. Oh, so
0: that's great. a much,
1: much better, <laughs> much better birthday. So i taking the mass for her first birthday.
0: <laughs> so now people are going to ask. Why do we pray for souls? Now, this is not just part of the general uh, idea of souls, but our own uh, departed members. Why do we mm. need to pray for the people in our own families who departed?
1: Right. Well, we, there's really no way, apart from someone being actually canonized, you know, there's really no way of telling where some because you don't know the condition of someone's heart.
2: Yeah. You know, someone could be an outward, pious Catholic, but inwardly they hate God yeah. or an atheist or... <laughs> you know, like, or they could,
1: they could be a full-on saint, and you just didn't know it. Yeah, you know. True. So mm-hmm. there's no way to know the the uh, condition to someone's heart. So we really have no way of knowing someone's, you know, eternal destination when they depart from this life. So we pray for their souls. If they're in hell, our prayers can't do them any good. But no prayer goes to waste. God yeah. will apply the graces that we
2: we pray for to someone else in need. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Uh, if they're in heaven, they don't need our prayers because they're already in heaven and they can actually pray for us. But if they're
1: in purgatory, and like I said, we have no way of knowing if they are or aren't,
2: our prayers can help speed them along, mm. you know, and there's indulgences too. That's another yeah, <laughs> That's
1: yeah. another sticking point with yeah. uh, Martin Luther and, and the gang. But uh, indulgences are because the, the church was given the keys of the kingdom, you know. Mm. So Peter was given the keys and also the church was given the power to bind them to the loose. And they can grant indulgences for um, the temporal consequences of sin. So like I explained with the window, the broken window. Yeah. They can grant indulgences to the faithful here on earth. Yeah. And so a plenary indulgence would like wipe away all temporal, all punishment that would need to be remitted, you know, in purgatory. Mm-hmm. But since a person that's dead is in purgatory, if we, you know, we're assuming if they're in purgatory, the church has no power to bind or to loose yeah. them that are already in purgatory. So we can take our merits and our graces that we've you know, prayed for and apply it to them. But the church really can only say, you know, God, grant them this and just
2: ask. The church can't actually grant someone mm-hmm. indulgence that's in purgatory mm-hmm.
1: the same way that they can here on earth because the church has basically, uh, uh, what would you call, uh, the church has over people on earth, but not in purgatory. So we pray for them that, and especially our family members, you know, because we, we want to believe that they went on to be with God, mm-hmm. but they may need some cleansing
2: between yeah. here and there. And so we pray that God would speed that along and help them along and let them
0: be purified completely so that they can enjoy the beatific vision in heaven. I actually know a couple of people who always used to say, um, you know, don't, don't um, see masses for me when I'm dead because I'm going to attend as many as I can while I'm, I'm alive and, and right. that in a sense makes sense that you pray for your own soul right now you know make as many indulgences as you right. can for the future
1: yeah and I mean avoid sin you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest thing yeah. Yeah.
2: You
1: know, do good avoid evil that's kind of the basis of the moral life Yeah, you know so yeah I mean because what, what you're going to do in purgatory it, it, it's not just the temporal punishment of sin it's also the attachment to sin mm. so if you have a sin that you're you know, if you have road rage issues and you're not working them out here in life mm-hmm. and you know, you confess it, and you confess it and you confess like, you know, forgive me father for I've sinned. I ran a guy off the road again <laughs> today. You know, or I got out of my car and my fist bought someone <laughs> on the side of the road. If you're confessing that every week, you need to work a little bit better on that.
2: Mm.
1: Or else you're gonna work on it you know, in purgatory. <laughs> yeah. Or you work on here in this life and you know, ask God for the grace to 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 detach yourself from these sins. You know, to mm-hmm. to detach yourself from whatever your baggage happens to be. We've all got our own personal issues. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. so if you detach yourself from it on this life, you don't have to be because you know Jesus said that you'll be made to pay the pay the last penny. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you have problems with your brother Know, for, ask for forgiveness, basically reconcile with him before he takes it to the judge and the judge hands you over to the jailer and you're held until you have to pay the last penny. Mm. So make good everything you can in this life because if not, you're going to have to make good on it the next, yeah. whether that's in purgatory or in hell. If you go to hell, there's no, like, there's, purgatory isn't like a second chance. Mm. You know, some people erroneously think that too, that purgatory is like a, uh, a second chance for people who's not good enough for heaven, mm. but they're not bad enough, no. That is hogwash.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: nonsense. Church doesn't teach that. The Church never taught that. Uh, purgatory is not a second chance destination. It's not a third option. There's only two places you're
2: going to go for eternity. Heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. Hell is real. Heaven's real. Yeah. And that's the only two places you can go.
1: You might need, you probably will need, cleansing before entering heaven. But it's just like, you know, before you go into the banquet with the, If you're going to a banquet with the king of the universe, which is what... No, heaven is it's the, the wedding supper of the lamb. Wouldn't you want to? That's what uh, C.S. Lewis said. You know, he defended that he was a Protestant too. Yeah, he said, I believe in purgatory because I could say I'm going to go into this wedding supper of the lamb for all eternity, but first let me get cleaned up first. Mm-hmm. And they might say to me, like, Oh, it's going to be painful, it might hurt a little bit to be cleaned up and scrubbed. He said, Yes, but all the better.
2: I want to be clean before I see the king.
0: Mm-hmm. Haven't there been uh saints who have experienced certain visions of purgatory? I think it was uh, Saint Maria.
1: Yeah, think, yeah. Yeah, I think Saint Catherine of Siena too uh, had visions of purgatory
0: too. Yeah, and they talked about it being uh, a midst of great suffering, but um that they wanted this, that the people who were there wanted this before they before they right. saw God. Yeah.
1: I heard. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was Catherine of Siena, but I'm not sure. Not sure who said it. But they said the greatest suffering in purgatory is the fact that they know they're going to heaven, but they long to be with God. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the greatest suffering. I uh, i have been Catholic for going on three <laughs> years now. And I've whenever I've committed moral sin, I've gone to confession almost immediately, sometimes a few mm. days. But I try to go immediately or I try to go every couple of weeks on Saturdays. About three months ago, I missed the Saturday confession.
2: Mm.
1: So I went to mass on Sunday,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I never received the Eucharist because mm, I was yeah. I wasn't you know a state of grace, yeah. and it was painful.
2: Mm.
1: I actually felt like this,
0: uh, this detachment. like this pain. Yeah,
1: yeah, this detachment of my It was horrible. Yeah, I actually I, I wanted to start crying like to <laughs> the priest, but then I said like Don't think I'm crazy. And this guy running up to the altar, mm-hmm. but I I didn't. It it was it was terrible. It's yeah. one of the worst feelings apart from the death of a very close loved one. It's Maybe even equal to that
2: mm. was
1: the feeling of not being able to receive the Eucharist. Mm. And I was there in mass, I was witnessing, you know, the
2: mass is heaven on earth. So you're mm. there at, you know, Calvary being re present you know, the representation mm. of Calvary
1: right before your eyes, it's where heaven touches earth mm. and I couldn't receive the mm. body and blood of our Lord because of something that I had done.
2: And it yeah.
1: it tore me apart. Mm. And so that's what I imagine purgatory is like, mm. is that longing of you know that god's right there and you're gonna be with him soon but you have to be cleaned
2: first you have to be scrubbed
0: yeah. that's pretty good yeah It, it you, you got it exactly i guess so how do we pray for souls because now there are we do uh masses and i know people here put their intentions in the box and pray mm-hmm. for particular people there are also short prayers like uh rosary short rosaries where they do um Statements of Mary, Jesus, I love you, save souls or something like that. But how yeah. is it that other people, too, can pray for uh, somebody's soul or pray for souls in general or even their own?
2: But you just,
1: uh, I mean, you can just do it from the, the comfort of your bed if you want to, <laughs> you know, just you know, pray for the soul of, you know, it doesn't even have to be. You can pray for a particular person, but you can just pray for all the souls, mm, all the yeah. You know, the the poor souls, they call them, the church suffering, like I said, the church uh, Mm pedant, you know, you can pray for them like that. I like to have uh, masses offered for uh, people that uh, that I know that have passed away, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I like to have a mass offered for them,
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: I guess... Everyone in my parish does too because I recently yeah. went to have a mass offered for a friend of mine's father,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: like the the soonest one was I think in uh, January
2: or mm-hmm. like late
1: December. Yeah, and this was back in September. I went to have it done, so yeah, you have uh, have masses offered for them, you know, offer them as your intention when you say the rosary or the chaplet,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, just daily when you say your morning prayers. You know, I pray for the repose of the soul of my father and grandfather mm-hmm. still to this day,
2: yeah,
1: every day. And, They've been gone now for uh, four and five years. Okay. So, like I said, you don't know—you don't know if someone's gone, gone on from purgatory or not. Mm. So, but your prayers are never wasted. You
0: know, if if yeah. it isn't
1: to your particular loved one, you're praying for, it, it'll be applied. The grace will be somebody applied
0: else. to yeah. somebody else, And somebody who's probably in great need. Yeah. So, any last thoughts of advice to anybody who is uh, thinking of, for the first time, doing All Souls Day more meaningfully?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, coming from a Protestant perspective, it, it really made no sense to me at first. But the, mm. just like everything else in the church, the more you look into it, the deeper you look, the deeper mm. you find things. The more, the more you find that it's, you know, it's based even All Souls Day. You can really say traces back before. Even before the Middle Ages or the early Church, mm. uh, if you ever read in uh, in Second Maccabees, mm. there was uh, people who were fighting with Judah Maccabee. who yeah. was one of my on my short list, like I said, for <laughs> saints. Yes. And uh, there was people fighting for him, like on his behalf, mm. and they died in battle. And when they went to to bury the bodies or they preparing the bodies, they found these amulets and stuff mm-hmm. under their clothes, mm. and of like the four the Greek gods. And so he had an offering took off, you know, some gold coin that took to the temple for a sacrifice to be made mm. on their behalf mm. for their souls. Because even though they died fighting for God, so they were on God's side, they still had this sin mm. when they died. And so he had them pray for their souls. And it says, uh, it says, if you didn't think the resurrection of the dead was a real thing, this would have been foolish, basically. Mm. But because he believed in the resurrection of the dead, you want to pray for their souls that they'd be forgiven in the afterlife of what they had done in this life.
2: Mm.
1: You know, and... And we've got to remember too that purgatory like I said isn't for second chances if you die with mortal sin on your soul mm. you don't go to purgatory
2: mm.
1: it's only for unremitted temporal punishment or venial sins like these soldiers that died in battle but everything that in catholicism when you dig deeper down it all has biblical roots it all has deeper meaning it all has it all makes sense it,
2: you know yeah. Yeah.
1: it isn't just we don't just do things arbitrarily <laughs> oh, we're just going to have masses for the dead now. You know? (laughs) Nothing's arbitrary. Everything has a
2: reason, has a meaning, and Mm -hmm. has a purpose. And Mm -hmm. so I encourage everyone to look deeper into the meaning, reason, and purpose of All Saints Day and All Souls Day.